live with you here on the Hoops Post Game Show on 93.7 The Ticket. Now, following Nebraska and Rutgers, a game that went to overtime, a game that has a lot of Husker fans shaking their head, frustration, so many attempts, so many opportunities to win this game, up by 12 in each of the halves. Yet somehow, and it's not somehow, a lot of rebounding, <laughs> you know, a lot, a lot of things we could break down here. Uh, Nebraska ends up losing to Rutgers 87 to 82 in overtime, fall to 13 and 5 on the season, 3 and 4 in Big Ten play. It is tough to get a road win, even tougher when you get in your own way. Strick, is that kind of how you see this game? <laughs> Look, this, this is one of the biggest trick off sessions I've, I've seen outside of the Minnesota. <laughs> Look, okay, let me first say this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be very candid, right? First and foremost, this is a good team. I'm not. I'm not going to nullify that fact. This. This is still a good team. Um, they're just not doing things that would require you to go to another level. Um, in the conference, uh, to get to the NCAA tournament, right now they're not doing those things, and it's it's very evident because. It's not only the rebounds, Bach, it's the boneheaded plays. Like just just first of all, it's 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 like IQ stuff, like you know, mass going after the ball. Like it's the stuff you need to pay attention to, the details. The ball, if you're paying attention, first and foremost, you don't even go after that ball unless you absolutely know you can get it. Because there he's obviously tracking after the ball, the other guy, because why? If you have IQ, guys trek after the ball because they know it went out on them, right? So for you to go down and trek after that ball, that's boneheaded. Then you shoot. Um, you don't score. And this is outside of um, overtime. You don't score for 10 minutes in mm-hmm. the game. So in the end, in overtime, Rutgers did what you're supposed to do in order to win a game. That's beyond the attack. Don't shoot boneheaded shots. Take this into account. That was a foul on Tamanaga. By rule, that's a foul. His hand was on the man's hip when he raises the shoot. But I'm not even going to give him credit for that. They they shouldn't even have been in that spot. That game should have been over. It should have been long over and done. And ultimately, it's, it's very disappointing. Yeah, very frustrating, especially for Nebraska not to get the call that you're talking about there where it went off Bryce uh, Bryce's foot and then went to go on off a of Rutgers uh, man's foot and then uh, and then Rink Moss touched it. Um, so they didn't get that call, but they were able to get a trap uh, for Rutgers. We had three seconds left, forced the travel, and then they have an inbounds pass. You got three seconds. It's, you're, you know, it's right from the side. You're going to – you figure you can get a good shot, a pump fake, something at the rim. They throw an alley-oop to Bryce, who doesn't even win. You know, he's athletic, but he doesn't even win jump balls. I, yeah, it was sad because the commentators said, you know, this is Oyberg. He's probably got 85 different plays from his time in the NBA for a situation like that. And, you know, I, you don't want to call out coaching or, or players again. I mean, it's, it's a long season. You're going to have, but that was frustrating. I mean, and, and just to, to combine it, the last two is that you let that game completely slip away from you. Yet you had two chances under 10 seconds uh, to get the game winning shot. And you didn't get a shot up in either case. In either case, you had boneheaded plays, dribbling the ball off your feet, and you don't even get a shot. And then some of the shots that you took, I mean, there, there, there's a difference. That team executed. 
drive to the basket, attack, got to the free throw, and they stink at the free throw line. Couldn't do that. And then you can't even get a rebound on a freaking – that's hard. That's just – look, I don't care. Listen, even in the NBA, they put me sometimes on the bottom to rebound because they at least know I'm going to put a body on somebody. That that's so frustrating to me, and, and, and look, it didn't happen just once; it happened twice. Mm-hmm. So, it, it's is is. Listen now, I'm gonna stop and say it again. This is a good team, Bob. This is a good team. There, there, there's, they're still gonna do well, and they're pro, they're gonna still win their shares of games. But it's disappointing how you had an opportunity twice, at least twice on the road. Take take out of uh, take out Iowa and take out Wisconsin, but you had two times on the road against teams that you should have won, and you 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 literally go out there and fumble. The effort was great, especially defensively, but the effort was piss poor, especially offensively on the rebounds, uh, giving up too many offensive rebounds. I saw many of a time many a times where guys were just looking and just kind of looking. No, five people, five people got to be in that paint at all times. So that's that's what it ultimately came down to. Yeah, and it did go to the extra session, so keep that in mind. But Rutgers had 25 offensive rebounds in this game, uh, just far too many. And it was a tough, I mean, just a tough matchup on Amori. Uh, the thing you do is foul him because he was two from seven from the free throw line. But he is the absolute rim protector, one of the best in the nation to do it. He had four blocks there. 15 rebounds, nine uh, offensive, and 14 points uh, to help lead Rutgers. But And you, you know, they had a higher score. Hyatt, who's their leading scorer, scored 17. For a while, Simpson got going there with 14 as well. But I I, I just I have to, to think Omari was the player of the game because, and you hate to say it, but what a mismatch. I mean, or at least for tonight. Rink Mass had one of his worst games. Uh, both him and Josiah Alec fell out. And it was just, it was just difficult. It was difficult to watch. And again... Like you said, it you have to. There are spurts in this game that Nebraska looked really good. You have to to go up twelve in each half, um, and so at times you're just kind of thinking Nebraska's the better team. They're not putting the foot to the pedal, but I don't know. I mean, there's just so many anomalies in this game. How do you go? I mean, and it's kind of funny because we got our answer to the, this question in the overtime. But what do you do when you have a ten minute drought? They, all they hit were free throws. Um, from like 9.57 on, or Wiltshire hit like a three. It was part of an eight-point swing that he had himself, and he had a good second half. But, I mean, you've got to be able to find an answer at some point, a 10-minute... I mean, we've seen long scoring droughts, but this the crazy thing, it was 10 minutes, and they still were able to get this thing to overtime. Um, so we'll pause on that, but I do want to ask you too, because the other story that could come out of this game, and we're all hoping Juwan Gary is okay, because... What, do you think that anything maybe had to do with that? Have you been in a game where injuries can kind of get in a team's head, or is that something you should be able to shake off? You should be able to step up. Um, I, one of your most athletic guys that I think could fill that void is Eli Rice. And, you know, to me, Bryce Bryce is so sometimes lackadaisical in his effort. And – to me, Eli Rice is at least getting there and got some athleticism to go up and get some rebounds. I just don't know. I don't know what it is. Uh, maybe it's still his youth. Maybe it's something. But um, 
I, I, I have no answer, man. It's you, you, you don't have no answer for what you just saw. It, it really isn't. Yeah. There's really no, there's really no answer. There's really nothing you can discuss about it. You could just say like some of the people are saying on the stream, ouch. <laughs> I mean, yeah, a, lot you, of, you, a lot of frustration in the stream, which uh, man. Yeah. I mean, games like this can come back to haunt you because now it puts pressure on you when you come back home. It's a big game this weekend. We got a lot of people coming back in town. I hope they don't come back with effort. One of the things we wanted to test about this team is what's their bounce back like? They gave the effort to bounce back. They they gave you enough to win this game. But then at the end of the game, you 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 don't you don't close the deal. You can't you can't play a game 30 30 some minutes for 30 I think 30, 31 minutes of this game uh, outside of overtime, they led. They led the whole way, dang near, almost. But the game is played in 40 minutes. It's not played in 30. It's not played in 36. It's not played in 39. It's played in 40, and they didn't finish it. And, and of course, this is, follows a trend in the Big Ten of teams winning at home. Obviously, Nebraska had a chance to get this one. But you just got to think about the team's psyche now where they were coming off this all-time high beating Purdue players talking about going after the national championship um, to go on the road, the thumping by Iowa. That's frustrating enough. But like you said, this, you know, that one was like, okay, it wasn't your night. Iowa was the better team that night. I don't, I don't know. Well, no, Nebraska. the effort was, but the effort against Iowa was terrible. Like yeah. tonight, at least there was effort defensively. There was effort. They, they didn't play the same way they played uh, in Iowa other than the boneheaded plays. But they just got them. They they tonight they gave effort. At least it was better on yeah. that part of uh, of the game. You know. Yeah. It's just it's just it's it's interesting as you walk this back. Is that if you were told before the season Nebraska would be thirteen and five with a win over Purdue, you'd probably be happy. But right now with the, it, I guess in the Iowa. The only thing is I was trying to put the Iowa in the category of like okay that's a loss. They weren't going to win that game. But this one you kind of put in the category of Minnesota. We're not only. Were they going to win that game? They should have won that game. It took like it took something, um, you know, a story that's hard to write, right? Hollywood uh, has all these the writers strike earlier, and it's it's hard to come up with new stories. We're doing all these rewrites, and yet Nebraska football finds a different way to lose every other game, right? And Nebraska yeah. basketball is finding different ways to lose these games, and it, it it you know it adds to the frustration. But I do think that while there's a lot of that tonight, I think you are right that this is a good team. And you heard that from the commentators too, saying this is going to be a tournament team because they're going to be tough to beat at Pinnacle Bank Arena. Um, and But they kind of went already uh, from a team that after beating Purdue was like, okay, what can they do? Are they going to, like, could they be a six, seven seed by the time the tournament comes to now already with, with back-to-back losses? You're kind of back to the bubble. You're you're back to bubble life, and and of course it's going to be that you know wave all season long and see where it, where it lands. But man, you felt a lot more comfortable just you know just a couple games ago. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you. And and uh, listen, they they're going to have to deal with Boo Booey. Like Boo Booey, yeah. uh, you know uh, Simpson killed him tonight in a, in in his own little way. Like I mean, he didn't shoot the ball particularly well, but what he did was. At the guard position, he had eight rebounds and he had eight assists. That's that's getting the job done. I mean, at this point, if you're getting killed on the rebound side of things, I understand you're kind of frustrated, but and you you just I, I don't know. I mean, and this is just me. I, I'm not the coach, so you know I, I I like Fred Hoiberg and I think he's 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 a he's a good coach and all, but 
at some point I'm 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 throwing somebody in there to at least get me aboard. Joke somebody, put a body, yeah. be athletic. I mean, then put yeah. somebody in there to get aboard. You know, uh, if you're getting killed, uh, you know, but uh, just couldn't complete the com, com, couldn't complete the deal. Couldn't sign on the dotted line. Yeah, and I do want to say, at least for for uh, for Sam Hoiberg, what a what a job of keeping yeah. Nebraska in that game. Two open threes, he knocked them down again. They they were open, uh, but he was able to knock them down. Maybe he could have been an answer during that long scoring drought. Um, I was surprised they didn't try to get Tominaga going a little bit more. Um, because he had been shooting the ball pretty well. Uh, these are going to pop up. What do you think Nebraska's best go-to is if you've got a long scoring drought? I mean, it depends on the night, right? Because at times you'd say maybe to get it down to mass, but it just wasn't happening tonight. What do you think their best play or player movement is to do to, to get a bucket? I mean, Lawrence is continuing to struggle. Yeah. For me, you have to get secondary secondary run opportunities. They did that early. You saw a couple times. Quick pushes up to Juwan Gary, rip through to the basket, finish. You know, things like that. Just just do get some earlier offensive opportunities. I mean, listen, Cliff Amore is one of the best shot blockers, if not in the league, in the country. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to just play set balls, especially when your boy is struggling. Rink Mass is struggling. You don't want to not you don't want to just just play. You want to get easier opportunities. I think what had happened, man, is that they they got to a position and they were just playing not to lose. Yeah, I you think know that's what I mean? fair. Yeah, yeah. I and, think that's they fair. just they got to yeah. a point where they were just playing not to lose. And so you're trying to run as much clock and you're trying to do all that. And you're just hoping that the doggone clock keeps running and it runs out. And no, it doesn't. Yeah, <laughs> they and, it, they, and they, they had energy. If Rutgers was even its normal bad self from the free throw line, this game would have been over a long time ago. They shoot 66% on the season. They shot 53%, 16 of 30. And again, the frustration just kept building because it could have been a one possession game. They missed two free throws to allow it to be two points still in overtime. And the Huskers mm-hmm. give up an offensive rebound from the free throw line. They get two more and they push it to four. Oh man, just so many, so many times that I think each and every player on that team is going to think, man, if I just made this play or that play, you know, a game that close, it's it, it's it's easy to think about. But man, that is rough. Uh, we've got a quick turnaround here. We weren't uh, planning for overtime, so we got the, the Dome Boys coming up here in just a minute. So we're going to have to wrap this up pretty quickly. You kind of mentioned it earlier, Strick. I want to kind of get your thoughts as a, as a, as a former athlete, somebody who's you know been in these situations before. They've been. We were talking about that high. Now they're coming down on that low. You got to get ready for Northwestern. Being at home's no doubt going to help. But what is it going to be like these next two days, especially maybe as you wait to kind of hear about Gary to try to get this team's. Um, you know, you 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 don't have momentum on the court, but to get some momentum going off the court uh, and to get yourself ready for that Northwestern game. Well, they're going to probably watch film tomorrow, have, uh, you know, have a scouting report breakdown, maybe watch some film on Northwestern, some things that they'll uh, like to do, and then um, have a walkthrough in some form of a light practice, maybe shoot some, shoot some free throws, uh, but not nothing that's going to take their legs from them and then be ready to play because the game is early on Saturday. So they're not going to do too much on Friday um just just some walkthrough stuff some shooting uh maybe get their legs just moving a little bit but 
it's not going to be a lot. And, and so you just, you just, <laughs> that's a long ride home, bro. Those, those are the, those, those rides right now, Bach is, and I know we got to get out of here, but those rides are the, are the worst after what you just did when you went on the road and you just gave one away again. It's even longer than the Minnesota ride. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is going to be a tough one. Um, but the good thing about basketball, there's a lot more chances you get to come home um, again. I think if you would have told me preseason 13 and five with a win over Purdue at this point, you feel good. Pay close attention to that, that big 10 record now falling below 500. Once again, I, I thought maybe they were going to get a good jump start on that. Um, but now three and four in conference play uh, as we see people doing the math in the text line and, and, and on YouTube and, and Facebook and all that is, um, you know, you're going to have to probably go 500 big 10 play to put yourself in a position uh, to make it, of course, your, your quality wins will certainly help, but we'll see. I mean, this is a, this is interesting. Let me ask you this because I think preseason, some fans and, and maybe even yourself would have said an NIT trip would be fine for this team. Um, that's hard as an athlete, you know, because on the team, like they just said, I mean, Bryce just said the other day, they're going for a national championship. Nobody's goal or aim is the NIT similar to how nobody's goal or aim is is to go six and six and make a bowl game, right? You've got you got higher achievements than that. We've seen what this Nebraska team could do. Would an NIT berth be disappointing to you? Um, no, but I've got to see it. I've got to see it. The yeah. um, you, you got to be able to close games out. That's what good teams do. Um, you know, when you have teams on the rope and when you know you need to go get something on the road, you you go and attack it. You know what I'm saying and Look, they're not a bad team. I mean, you can say going on the road and, and taking L's on the road, those are bad. But there's some that you got circled that you need to go and give all-out effort. Um, there's, a, there's a movie called Deadpool that if you've watched it, you know, there's a time when he's, he needs to level up, right? And Deadpool says, maximum effort or maximum something, maximum effort. I think that's what he says. And he goes all out. When you have games like this circled and you know, I mean, listen, on the road, this game could have been a quad two win for you. You can't yeah. you can't just bank on the few quad ones you got and you can't have a bunch of quad fours and quad threes. You got it. This could have been a great quad two win for you on the road. But now you 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 drop it and, and, and you just end up putting more pressure on yourself. You got to go get these in the bank. Yeah, and it's interesting, too, because this Rutgers team. It's it's kind of got an identity. It's got some toughness. It's it's not without talent. I think it's a solid squad. Uh, Steve Peichel's had four straight winning season there in Piscataway, so he knows what he's doing. Um, but yeah, eighty five percent, eighty five percent. Yeah, they've had the 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 Ron Baker or the Geo Bakers and the in the you know the Ron Harpers and those guys are gone. So it's kind of a new unit to to look at. I don't know if they have the uh, the upside as that team, but. Uh, they certainly have a, a pretty good identity, defensive identity, and they were able to to win this one. Once again, 87 to 82 over your Nebraska Cornhuskers. Nebraska falls to 13 and 5 overall, 3 and 4 in Big Ten play. Meanwhile, Rutgers jumps up to 10 and 7, gets their second win of the year in the conference. So they are 2 and 4 now in Big Ten play. Uh, any closing thoughts as we as we get out of here? Strick, make way for the Doan guys and uh, think about Northwestern coming up this weekend. It's a big weekend, like you said, with uh, celebrating one of your teams. Yeah, big weekend. They got to go. They got to go get it. They got to go attack tonight. Yeah, absolutely. All right. That's we'll it. take 
yeah, well that, that'll wrap it up for the Hoops Post Game Show. Again, if it didn't go to overtime, we would have given you a little bit more, but we got to make way for some programming here on 93.7 The Ticket. We thanks for joining us. We'll be back after the Northwestern game, hopefully talking about a Husker victory on Saturday. Make us all feel a little bit warmer than the weather has as of late. Once again, Nebraska falls 87-82 in overtime to Rutgers, and they fall to 13-5, and 3-4 and four in conference play. For the Husker Hall of Famer, Eric Strickland, myself, Jake Bakovin, we will be back with more hoops post game after Northwestern. Stay tuned to local to your local programming. Don't guys coming up next year.